Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, December 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, a little bit of movement on the Guardians 40-man roster since we uh, last had a podcast. Uh, Owen Miller, who came over in the Mike Clevenger trade and uh, spent the last two seasons uh, with the Guardians, uh, he has been traded to his hometown team, the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Miller goes over after batting uh, the Sort of a, you know, having a, an up and down year. He started off uh, hot last season and then cooled way off uh, and, and really struggled at times uh, throughout the, the, the regular season. Uh, he goes to the Brewers in exchange for a player to be named later or cash. Cleared a roster spot uh, for the Guardians to officially announce the signing of Mike Zanino uh, as their catcher for next season. Uh, we'll get to Zanino in a second. I just want to get your thoughts on Owen Miller and, uh, you know, what he was able to accomplish in his time uh, with the Guardians. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Joe, I think he, he was, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that that really, you know, kind of played the whole season here and, uh, you know, got a full season, a big league time in, hit 243, six home runs. And and the, the startling thing to me is he drove in 51 runs. I mean that that's that's not bad for kind of a part time player. But he still I don't even know if he was a part time player. He appeared in 130 games, 424 at bats. So you know he really you know he he was almost a full time guy, and it just didn't seem like that. I mean he kind of bounced around between second and first base. And, you know, he was advertised as kind of a bat first, you know, glove second guy. And, uh, you know, we we saw that, he, you know, he struggled defensively at first base when they tried to move him over there. Uh, but we never really saw the hitter, I think, that, you know, a lot of people saw it in spring training or, you know, in minor in the minors where, you know, this guy was a, a 300 hitter. Uh, you know, I just remember a couple springs ago with him and Gabriel Arias, you know, you couldn't get those guys out. I mean, all they did was hit. You know, it seemed like they got two or three hits a game in spring training. Uh, but we didn't see that kind of hitter in Miller. And maybe, you know, he goes to Milwaukee, he gets a chance, uh, you know, plays for his, you know, hometown team. I guess he, what he grew up what, about 30, a half hour outside of Milwaukee. So hopefully he makes that club and he gets a fresh start. 
Yeah, uh, just the, the 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 feeling that you got early on was that he was maybe going to be one of those like professional hitters who you would you would always struggle to find a spot for him in the field, but you would always be able to to get at least what something out of him at the plate. Uh, I remember when we first started covering him and and he came on uh, so strong. It was like every other hit that he had was an extra base hit. He was you know you'd look up and he'd have two doubles in a game in in the minor leagues and and. <clears throat> In May of uh, of 2021, you were you were really sort of asking the question every day. Hey, when is Owen Miller going to arrive in the in the big leagues, and and when is he going to show up here? And and he he struggled up and down a little bit. Uh, strikeouts obviously became uh, a, a bit too much. Uh, this past season, he he was third in the American League. You you mentioned his his RBI total. He was third in the American League in sacrifice flies. Uh, there was uh, you know a number of uh, at bats where he he got the job done with the sacrifice fly driving in runs, but uh, he was fifth in the league with six errors committed at first base. Uh, just just too many times that the uh, the Guardians infield threw him the ball there, and he just plain didn't catch it. He just didn't uh, wasn't able to hold on to the ball. Uh, nice guy to be around. Good uh, good interview. Uh, you know, always willing to talk to you uh, to interview with you in the clubhouse. Um, just uh, you know, n- n- great personality in, t- in terms of uh, you know having to cover him, but uh, just wish he would have uh, been able to to sort of assert himself a little bit more in the lineup and and make himself uh, you know untradeable. Uh, uh, this was this was pretty much a, a foregone conclusion once they signed Josh Bell uh, to take that other position away from him uh, at first base because he had played second base and, and shortstop coming up, but. Uh, they used him mostly at first uh, this past season. Uh, so, you know, good luck to him. Like you said, uh, playing for your hometown team, maybe if you, you get a chance to make the uh, the roster there, uh, that that could be something. But uh, they've the Guardians obviously have moved on, and uh, that's that's one piece of the the Clevenger trade that you know they like you said they they gave it enough of a look and a, enough of a, a chance to work out, and it just didn't. And and now you you free up a spot for Mike Zanino, uh, one year six million dollar deal. Uh, we had a chance to talk to Chris Antonetti on uh, when uh, on Thursday, and uh, then we talked to Mike Zanino after that. Uh, looks like Zanino, after the thoracic outlet syndrome surgery, is is still sort of in a recovery phase, but is is moving towards. Uh, having a normal offseason now and and doing some offseason work to get himself ready for spring training. Yeah, um, you know, Antonetti said um, that Zanino was, you know, going to handle the, they expect Zanino to handle the bulk of the catching, you know, in 2023. Uh, you know, the surgery was done on his left uh, non-throwing arm. Uh, and he said, really, he didn't, you know, the the problem was in receiving, you know, that's when he felt it, uh, you know, was catching the ball and not so much throwing, you know, throwing down to second base. Obviously, he's a right-handed thrower. So, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of a, it's, it's a weird uh, injury to recover from, Joe, especially for non, non-pitchers, you know. Uh, uh, the Guardians have had a couple pitchers that, you know, have tried to come back from this surgery and really never made it back. So, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I'm kind of curious to see how this works out. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, the Guardians would have committed this, you know, this, uh, you know, this contract to Zanino unless they were, you know, pretty well confident that he was going to come back 
and he was going to, you know, be the guy that catches what 90 to 100, 100 to 110 games, I would think. Yeah. And, you know, he asked him, uh, you specifically asked him what he thinks of a, a full season is for, you know, uh, for a catcher to, to go out. Is it 110 games? Is it 120 games? Whatever. Uh, and, and he really didn't want to put a number on the number of games. It's just more about, you know, being able to maintain your body throughout the season. And I'm sure that there will be, uh, you know, opportunities and times for, for a backup catcher to, uh, maybe step in, you know, uh, on a regular basis if they, especially early, if, uh, if they think the, the workload is, is too taxing for him as he's, he's sort of easing his way back in. But my concern is, you know, the reason why you upgrade this position, at least uh, on the surface offensively uh, with, you know, Austin moving on from Austin Hedges is because Zanino can give you a little pop. He's hit 33 home runs in the big leagues in, in a season before uh, his, his batting average and his strikeouts are, you know, his batting average isn't super great. His strikeouts, a hundred and, you know, plus 130, something like that for a season. Uh, but he's at least going to give you something at the plate more than what Austin Hedges and Luke Maley did uh, if he's healthy. My my concern is how much are you expecting this surgery, at least early on in the season, to impact what he's able to do at the plate? Uh, like you said, it's the it's the non-throwing arm uh, that, that sort of, uh, that, that the surgery sort of affects, but uh he he's not even taking live bp yet he's he's sort of hitting off the tee uh doing flips and soft toss uh so he he said this is uh obliques and uh like the the abdominal muscles that you know they have to cut into to have this surgery uh when is that going to be back in time for him to be effective at the plate early on in the season yeah, I think that's a good point, Joe. So, you know, we just want to know if he, is he going to be able to drive the ball? And, uh, you know, I would think uh, we'll, we'll know a lot more, you know, when he gets to camp, when he starts playing in games. It sounded like, uh, you know, Antonetti felt he would be available to play in games, you know, exhibition games in early March, and they'll go from there. But, uh, you know, obviously they're going to have to have a, you know, a backup catcher. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, May Breeze uh, Valoria, you know, the guy they signed to the minor league deal who's caught with KC in, in Texas, or do they bring in another kind of veteran guy on a, on a minor league deal? Great job, Hoinsey, pronouncing May Breeze Valoria. <laughs> I'm, I, you knocked that one out of the park. Now, now say, now say Brian Rocchio, see if we can get that one. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, Paul, you're right. I, it, right now, you know, who is the backup catcher going into the season? If Bo Naylor doesn't make the club uh, out of spring training, which I'm, we're all pretty much now assuming that he's not going to, uh, they're going to want to start him off in AAA and get him hot and then bring him up, you know, sometime May or June, maybe if, if that's the case. Uh, does Valoria become the, the backup? Uh, and, and if so, you know, you got to give up a roster spot for that. Yeah, you know, definitely, Joe. That's a good point. And uh, so I think, you know, you've got L- Lavastida is on the uh, the 40-man. You know, he opened the season last year on, uh, you know, when, I, with the expanded roster, you know, coming off of, uh, you know, what uh, the lockout. So, uh, you know, so he's he's a candidate as well. 
but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Zanino stays healthy and is able to, uh, you know, answer the bill on opening day, gets through spring training healthy, you know, and you know, is is swinging the bat well. I mean, that's a key, and so I, you know, I, it, they seem very, very confident. You know, Zanino and Antonetti. Uh, so, but, you know, kind of the proof is in the pudding. You got to see a, a guy get, come to camp, you know, go through what the first two or three weeks of, of workouts and, and, you know, drills, and then how much, you know, he's got to get some at bats, obviously in spring training, because he only played 36 games last season. Right. We asked, uh, you know, what his impressions of Cleveland, what Zanino's impressions of Cleveland and, and what they did last year. Uh, and, and, and he was, he was impressed with the pitching staff. You know, he's, he's basically stepping into a situation where, you know, he's got a, a Cadillac that he's driving now as he's got the keys to it, uh, with this, uh, th- this rotation with Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie at the top and, you know, Aaron Savali and a, a whole bunch of young talent coming up. Uh, and he's says he's looking forward to not only, uh, working with the young pitchers, uh, in the rotation, in the bullpen, but but also sort of being that mentor and and that guide for for Bo Naylor and being an open book for him to to sort of uh, you know he's got ten years big league experience this is this is where he can he can really sort of impart that uh, experience on Bo Naylor and, and help him along. Yeah, I, I thought that was really a, a good comment by him. You know, he's like you said, Joey. He said he's an open book. You know, he said he had veteran catchers help him when uh you know he broke into the big leagues and he wants to do the same for uh for Bo Naylor, L- Lavastida, any any young catcher that Cleveland brings up that 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 is you know going to work with him. So, you know, that's good, you know. I mean, I I think, you know, you know th- that's kind of, you know, kind of passing the baton, you know, the just uh, that's a good tradition to have and I think I don't think they would have brought, you know, Zanino in if if he wasn't willing to work with uh, Naylor and, and Lavastida and any of the other uh, younger younger catchers on the roster, and we also got a sort of a glimpse or a window into how the the whole process came about with with signing Zanino and and what the Guardians did uh, also with their pursuit of Sean Murphy and uh, Christian Vasquez and any other catching options. Uh, Zanino said that that the Guardians reached out and were in contact with him up to three weeks before the winter meetings even took place. So as we're sitting here thinking, oh, they're going into the winter meetings with, uh, you know, now they'll start, you know, working on uh, free agents or or working trades. Uh, no, it was three weeks before all of that took place that they were having these these first contacts with uh, with guys like Zanino and, and, and also working all their other avenues. Uh, and when Murphy and Vasquez came off the board, uh, they they moved pretty quickly uh, in terms of of getting Zanino uh, wrapped up there. Uh, he said that that it was an early meeting, a phone call with Mike Chernoff, with Tito, and with Sandy Alomar. And this is a a guy who now you get to to, to sort of attach yourself to and and have him mentor you as well. Uh, can't think of anybody better. Uh, if if even a veteran catcher uh, can still learn a few new tricks from a, a guy like a Sandy Alomar. Yeah, Sandy Alomar, you know, probably uh, really, what, a six-time All-Star, Gold Glove winner, Rookie of the Year uh, winner. Um, you know, he knows, you know, he's got his own program for catchers, Joe, that he's refined. And, you know, every catcher that's worked with him, 
you know, in, in Cleveland. I mean, he's been here 10, 11 years, you know, has gotten better, has has raved about working with Sandy. And, uh, you know, Sandy can adjust, you know, different catchers have different uh, styles. Sandy can, uh, you know, is, is able to adjust to that uh, and make improvements in that. Uh, you know, and he, he has his own drills. So I think uh, Zanino and Sandy are going to, be- you know, Zanino's going to benefit. He's going to learn something from Sandy, definitely. And, uh, you know, Alomar loves this. He lo- he loves working with, with catchers, you know, uh, especially in spring training. And he, he's good at it. And, uh, you know, that's why he's he's been here for so long. Yeah, Zanino said the the first thing people do when, when you walk into a, uh, the facility or, or whatever they say have you talked to Sandy yet have you met Sandy uh, because they speak so highly of him so uh, that that's everybody knows what they've got there in terms of what a, what a great resource Sandy Alomar is uh, and Zanino says he's welcoming the opportunity even after 10 years in the big leagues to have a fresh set of eyes maybe there's something that that he can even improve uh, this is a guy who was a, a Wilson defensive player of the year at, at, at catcher in 2018 uh, he's he's by all by all metrics uh, a good defensive catcher when he's healthy. So we'll uh, we'll see if that uh, if if there can be even even more there in the tank for uh, for what Sandy's able to to give them. So uh, yeah, I, I I like the the Zanino signing in terms of what they were you know able to get that was out there um, because you know the all of the the options that they wanted uh, up front. Uh, obviously, Sean Murphy was sort of their their big target, but once uh, once Atlanta was able to move on him, uh, the the Guardians had to shift gears and and they they got something done. I uh, now the 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 big question and one that we were talking about before uh, we started recording here is does does this mean that the Guardians off season is pretty much under wraps? Yeah, Joe. I think uh, you know going into the off season. When you looked at this club and what they accomplished in 2022, they really didn't need a whole lot, to, you know, from the outside looking in, at least, you know, from my part, um, you know, they needed some power. Yes. Okay. You know, so you go out and uh, you get Josh Bell and they needed, you know, help at catching. You get Zanino. Um, now, uh, you know, so, okay, you take care of the two primary, you know, you know, kind of you check the two boxes, the, the biggest boxes on your wish list. And now, you know, you just I think you'll probably spend the rest of the offseason just kind of tinkering a little bit. Do you, do you bring in a veteran starter? Do you bring in a bullpen guy? Do you, you know, I, I, for, I think for sure they're going to add another, you know, bring in a veteran catcher. There's a lot of guys out there still out there, you know, that that could if, if you know, Valoria doesn't work out as a backup, you could, you know, maybe, you know, he could be the backup to Zanino and you and you're still able to start Naylor at AAA. Yeah, a, uh, maybe a, a reunion with Sandy Leone is uh, a third yeah. a third go around with Sandy Leone. No, I don't know. They they, they have Sandy Leone on speed dial, I guess. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know what that's going to look like. Uh, whether or not I, I do think, you know, maybe they bring in a guy who's got some starting experience. Uh, the term bottom feeding, I guess, doesn't have a great uh, doesn't have a real positive connotation. But, you know, that's what the, the Guardians have been able to do over the last several years is is bring in guys like uh, who is it, Blake Parker? Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, you search for guys who 
uh, maybe the, like an Island of Misfit Toys, uh, you know, some guy who's, who's coming off an injury or, uh, you know, has something to prove or you, you just had a down year last year and, and, and you think still might have something in there uh, as, as far as a starter or maybe a veteran reliever to, to sort of replace Brian Shaw uh, to, to be a, a leader and a, a voice in that bullpen as well. Uh, don't forget uh, they, you know, they've lost not only Brian Shaw, but Brian Sweeney in that bullpen. So uh, there are going to be some, some younger guys and some young pups out there who uh, are, are feeling like they've, you know, you know they've lost a couple of father figures and and leaders and and uh, you know guys to show them the way. Uh, maybe you bring in a, a veteran or two to to try and you know sort of steer the ship in the next uh, the next season. Yeah, they've always done a great job of that, bringing in uh, you know uh, you know kind of veteran guys on minor league deals to spring training, and you know kind of you know they really they they identify those guys like Blake Parker, and they have a pretty good idea that, you know, at some point in the season, the regular season, those guys are going to be able to help them. And, you know, in talking to, uh, you know, Chris Antonetti uh, yesterday, Thursday, he said that they would, they, it it sounded like to me, Joe, that they're going to have a uh, replacement for uh, Brian Sweeney as a bullpen coach, you know, in the next few days, perhaps even today, later today. Yeah, and uh, Justin Toole also is a, uh, you know, uh, he left for the the assistant hitting coach left for uh, Seattle to become their player development director. Uh, so they're they've got a couple of staff openings that they have to fill. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll hear about that either if not uh, today, then then sometime maybe over the weekend or next week. Uh, so yeah, the idea that maybe they're done, they're wrapped up in terms of. Uh, big announcements. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to get a a major league contract or a big free agent signing. Uh, you know of of who's left out there uh, from the Guardians. Uh, so maybe we can all relax and enjoy our our, our holiday uh, over over the next couple of weeks here. And uh, no uh, no Edwin Encarnacion uh, uh, Christmas Eve signings or anything like that. It's just uh, uh, you know it can be business as usual uh, until we get to Guardians Fest. Uh, I did want to mention Jose Ramirez uh, still recovering. He was in town. Uh, he was getting checked out and uh, had a video conference with Dr. Graham, who did the, the surgery on his thumb. Uh, things are progressing well. He's, he's, he's looking like he's in good shape there, according to Chris Antonetti. Uh, but this, uh, this still might preclude him from uh, playing in the World Baseball Classic, which is something that Antonetti knows that he, he definitely wants to do. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he, uh, Jose really wants to play in that. Uh, but, you know, the, the uh, timeline does, does not favor him coming, you know, his rehab from the, from the thumb surgery, the torn ligament in his right thumb. Uh, you know, I, I mean, that's a tough call. That's a tough call. If you're uh, Ramirez, you want to play for the Dominican, you want to play for your country. Uh, and, and you're, if you're Cleveland, you've got $140 million invested in this guy and you want him to be ready for the regular season, not the WBC. So it'll be, it's going to be interesting watching how this develops, Joe. And, you know, I think, you know, Jose isn't the only, uh, Cleveland player that that's going to, you know, have, have to walk that fine line between the WBC and, and, uh, spring training, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, Andres Jimenez is, you know, seems to be, you know, headed to be the shortstop, starting shortstop for uh, for Venezuela. And, the, you know, the all, we've got the Naylor brothers and uh, Cal Quantrill in Canada. Do they end up playing for Team Canada? Well, you know, we just don't know. So it's going to be it's going to be an eventful uh several weeks here you know lead ramping up to uh, spring training and the wbc to see who's who goes and who stays in for for uh, the guardians yeah i can't wait to get to uh guardians fest in in january when when most of these guys will all be in town and and we can actually you know maybe try uh try to talk to them and and, and get their feelings on on the world baseball classic because it it's it's almost like you don't want to think about it. You don't want to. It, uh, it it's it has no bearing on what's going on for next season for the Guardians. But it has so there there's so much to think about and worry about with with just in terms of players and and you know the potential for injuries and can they be worn out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's it it can affect the the season in a big way, uh, not just the Guardians but everybody. Uh, hey, wanted to mention uh, late last night, Carlos Rodon signs with the or announced uh, it reached agreement with the Yankees. The Yankees, who were, uh, according to John Heyman, at one point uh, dead in the water with uh, with Aaron Judge. And, and now they've, they've come back. They've made two of the most significant signings uh, of the offseason in signing Judge and signing Rodon. Uh, they, they just keep uh, the rich keep getting richer and. Uh, how does this affect the basically the rest of the American League? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, everyone knew that Judge was coming back to New York. I thought, you know, I I, I didn't see how the Yankees. I, I was him. still holding out hope that, that <laughs> maybe the Giants could sign him because because I just wanted to I just wanted to watch New York burn if, if Judge had <laughs> signed. But but go on. But, you know, so but really, by bringing back Judge, they were the same ball club, Joe. I mean, they didn't get any better. They were just kind of the same. Rodon, you know, kind of pushes that needle forward a little bit. That that that's a uh, that makes him better. They won 99 games last year, uh, you know. So Rodon, if he stays healthy, we've seen him firsthand in Cleveland a couple times. He no hit him what two years ago. He he beat him again early last season with the Giants. He's a dominating left-hander when healthy, and uh, you know the Yankees got better w- by uh, coming to terms with him. And you know that was something that they were just kind of treading water, even with uh, you know re-signing Judge. They've got Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino. Uh, uh, they lost uh, Jameson Tyon, but uh, you know that. That right there, that's that's a pretty solid rotation uh, with two left-handers, and uh, you know the the Guardians play them. It, it, the, the schedule has them playing New York uh, within the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, and and they're wrapped up playing them, you know, by the end of May. So uh, yeah, we're gonna know right away, uh, you know, how the, the those two teams match up, and uh, we saw what happened in the in the postseason last year. Uh, starting pitching was the difference. So uh, power hitting was the difference as well. So we'll see uh, how things go. All right, Hoinsie, that's going to wrap up this week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, maybe we'll have some announcements on uh, coaching staff uh, next week. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.